Wake the neighbors and phone the kids. It's about time for WSLM's newest show. Get ready for Kentuckiana Sports Talk, the biggest and only local sports talk show in Kentuckiana. Focusing on Southern Indiana and Kentucky high school sports, regional college sports, and national sports news. If you want to talk to the KST guys, George Browning and Blair Thompson, call the KST Talk Line at 812-883-3401. Keep your comments brief and to the point, or Becky will throw a flag and take you out of the game. And now we go into Studio A inside the Pinewood Studios of WSLM for Kentuckiana Sports Talk with George and Blair. Get ready for Kentuckiana Sports Talk. But but in the overall scheme of things, Coach, you played a difficult schedule and to be sitting here with uh, 14 wins and uh, in the talks to be one of the favorites to win the Class A sectional at Edinburgh, are you pretty pleased with the season that you had? Yeah, we are. Um, you know, I think I remember talking when we was up here in October, beginning of, or end of October before our opening season or opening game. Uh, we talked about not peaking too soon, and I didn't feel like this was a team that was going to. Um, you know, and honestly, we are about on track. I mean, there's some games that we lost early on that we would definitely like to have back now, but, you know, it, it was a learning process, and some of those kids had to learn, and at the same time, you know, we dealt with various injuries, sicknesses. We've had a lot of sickness this year. Kids may have played, but, you know, they weren't 100%. But, um, you know, we've learned how to persevere. And, you know, honestly, after the Borden game, we've had probably the best week of practice we could possibly have. I mean, girls are locked in. They're focused. They are. They know what our mission is. And, and I think they're ready to play. So you open tomorrow night at Edinburgh against the whole school Edinburgh. Uh, well, what can you tell us about them coaching your matchup here? Well, they, we played them three weeks ago up there in a boys-girls doubleheader, and we were fortunate enough to come out with 11-point victory. Um, you know, they've made some changes. Uh, that first time, we was able to have a huge offensive advantage inside. Uh, they have nobody taller than 5'8", and we fed Cassidy Keltner time and time again, and she responded. And now what they are starting to do is, since the sectional draw, they are starting to start five guards and you know they they shot lights out when we played I think they shot 48 percent from three-point range and you know if they do that they're they're a very difficult team and you know they're going to have that confidence against us that they can shoot against us um, but they're they're going five guards and you know that means that now that Cassidy's got to come out and guard uh, you know someone much smaller than her that can shoot and you know she she is very dominant when she's inside, but, you know, we're going to have to see what she does on the outside. Do you expect Edinburgh to pack it in, Coach, and make you guys hit some shots from the outside as well? You know, when we played the first time, um, I think Cassidy ended up with 18, Ryan ended up with 18, and Sarah had 12 or 15. And Ryan and Sarah had, I think, six threes combined between them. So, you know, that was a perfect game inside-outside. 
and you know I think that's what it's going to take. Uh, you know, if they if they pack it in, you know, there's no doubt we've got shooters that's going to shoot them out of it. Um, you know, but if they if they want to play us straight up, they have no answer for Cassidy or Maddie inside. And Maddie made some big plays late in the game, and you know we're going to need her to do that again. Lady Senators will be in the late game tomorrow night at Edinburgh. Tip will be around 7.30, 7.45, just depending on how that early game goes. Uh, the winner of that game will face Madison Shaw on Saturday night. Coach, is that the early game or the late game on yeah, Saturday? It will be the late game also, or on Friday. On Friday. 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 It will be late game also. So our kids are not going to be home much before midnight <laughs> any, any night this week that we play. Well, and hopefully uh, Senator fans can go up and hit the outlet mall there yeah. early Saturday and uh, then go watch uh, you playing for a sectional <laughs> yeah. championship. And ho hopefully we're there and, you know, people are ready to get out it from being stuck inside for the polar vortex. Right, right. So that, that's your side of the bracket. It's you in Edinburgh with the, the winner and a game on, against Madison Shaw on the line. Talk about uh, the other side of the bracket a little bit. The bad news is you play the whole school. The good news is Trinity and Crothersville have to knock one of those schools are going to knock the other out. Right, and, and Crothersville is a lot different team right now than what we played back in November or December whenever we played them last. Um, they've had some girls quit, and they're, they're not the same, but at the same time, you know, that's a big rival between Trinity and Crothersville, two mm -hmm. Jackson County schools, and, you know, I don't think their kids like each other very well, so... You know, it, it's going to be a battle, and, you know, hopefully hopefully we get the opportunity to play the winner of that game. All right, Ryan, I've been hogging the microphone. You got anything for Coach? <laughs> Actually, I do. You... <laughs> no Purdue IU stuff. Yeah, this I'm going is... to have to do the best uh, better, um, Indiana basketball college is right now, but, but really, seriously. <laughs> uh, hey, so far we're one up on you, but, but actually – you did say how how Crothersville is a different team than than when you first played them. How Edinburgh's changed their lineup since you played them three weeks ago, and I'm sure in you played Trinity already, and that was a close game. How do you get in the mindset? Um, how do you get your players in the mindset that that all the records are zero zero now? Um, the teams that you have beat earlier in the season aren't the same teams that you're playing um, this week. How do you get their focus to to forget about? the previous records and the previous games and focus on uh, the task at hand? Well, fortunately, one thing is is I've got pretty level-head kids. I mean, you know, they understand it's that what happened three weeks ago is three weeks ago. I mean, all you got to do is look at Crothersville. We beat them early in the season. About a month later, we lose to them. And, you know, we, we talked about how last year Trinity Lutheran beat um, Edinburgh 50, 54 points, I think it was, early in the season, played them in sectional, ended up beating them 13, 17, something like that. But it was a back-and-forth game until the fourth quarter. So so they understand that, and they understand that Edinburgh being on their home floor, they're going to have that advantage. They're going to have the crowd behind them. And that's why we're hoping we have, have a, a good-sized following over there tomorrow night to kind of offset that. But at the same time, we're fortunate that we've got four girls that are starting that have played in three, four sectionals now that, that is used to this type of crazy atmosphere, and, and hopefully that experience pays off. When you think about it, Coach, you're, uh, <clears throat> last year you and I talked uh, – it looked like even the the wins that you had leading up to the championship that you guys just had this 
level of pressure on you. Do you sense that this this year, or is it just hey, let's go out and play and, and see what happens? Where I mean, where are you guys at? Based on the body language the kids have had in practice, I mean, you know, you would have never known that this could possibly be Maddie and Hattie's last practice night. I mean, until I said something at the very end of practice. I mean, they were loose, they were focused, they were doing what they said, what we needed done, and. You know, I think they understand, but at the same time, you know, they're on a mission, I think. Right, and, and, and for you and the, those two girls in particular, Hattie, Hattie uh, Griffiths and uh, Maddie Bowsman are the seniors for West Washington. Coach, you go way back with them even beyond their freshman year. How, <laughs> you've coached those girls probably for as long as you can remember. Yeah, since they were in first grade. So how for you, when you just to even utter those words that tonight could be your last practice, what's it do to you emotionally to think yeah. that no matter when that loss comes, hopefully it won't, you'll end with a championship, but and, it's going to be goodbye. And, yeah, I mean, you don't even want to think about that. I mean, senior night was, was tough enough. I mean, you know, it's not even my kid, but it's like I've told both of them, you know, I've spent so much time with them over the years that they're both like my own kids, and I mean, I can – I can talk to them, I can yell at them the same as I do Ryan. And and they understand where I'm coming from. And, you know, it's not like, oh, coach yelled at me, whatever. You know, they've heard it all over the course of the years. And, you know, and, and that's what we've talked about. We, we do not want to leave or let them leave without a championship. Now, you knew what you had coming in for the most part. But uh, one thing I'm going to ask all three coaches tonight is, at this point of the season, have there been any surprises with with your players that that maybe somebody played better than you when you penciled out what you were going to have in the beginning of the year? That uh, players that stepped up. I know the other night watching you had a great game from Stice and Abels came in and gave you some big minutes and Lexi Griffiths. Uh, anybody surprise you, Coach? Uh, I mean, Sarah Sarah Stice. I mean, she's a player. Uh, you know, her freshman year she played basically all JV. And there was a reason for that, was to get her confidence, get her experience, you know, just not coming off the floor. And she proved herself then that she was a scorer. I mean, she could get to the basket anytime she wanted. She got to the free throw line. The thing that's really surprised me about Sarah this year is she's become a lot better three-point shooter. She's still got mm -hmm. her drive game. And, you know, she, she is able to, you know, give us that other outside threat as teams – Based on Ryan's reputation, you know, they, they shade to her. They they focus on her, and it leaves Sarah open, and that's that's what we need to have because last year we had Sarah or Ryan and, and Chelsea Carter both on the wings that teams really had to focus on both of them, and Sarah stepping up and being able to shoot has really, really, you know, been great for us. Uh, you know, Gracie Abels is able to come in and give us some minutes uh, rebounding thing about Gracie is is she's extremely smart um, you know and I hate to say that because I give her such a hard time about how silly she is but as far as basketball she knows where that next pass needs to be she does the little things that we need um, you know another another big surprise has been Hayden Kress uh, Hayden's a freshman who just has that mentality that she's going to be a defensive stopper and, and I think that's somebody that we can look to in the future to be that person that if their team's got a big score, hey, we're going to put Hayden on her, and, and she doesn't care about offense. I mean, she's going she's gonna to play defense. She's going to rebound. She's going to do whatever we need. And then, then, of course, Lexi. Lexi can shoot the ball. Um, we face the zone. I mean, Lexi 
team started focusing on Ryan or Sarah even more. Uh, you know, Lexi's the third person we can put in there that can shoot. Exciting times. Uh, Coach Russell hopefully will get to continue his, his uh, mount and he, uh, with these wins here at West Washington. Like I said, he's already the, the winningest coach in girls basketball history. He passed uh, Tom Rosenbaum with the, the Lady Senators' victory over uh, – Borden and I know Coach Rosenbaum had a had a sectional under his belt, and you're ready to he get one two, of those he two. Had two of them, so yeah, they won back to back. But you know, it, we feel like it's our time. I mean, we've been here the last two years, and you know, hopefully we get there for the third time, and this time, third time's charm. And that was 20 years ago, right? I think so. I don't know. We're we're getting yeah. right around there. Yeah. yeah. It is, yeah, because we always say party like, like it's 1999. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Coach, for stopping in. I know you're busy this week especially, but uh, coming in and, and talking about your girls and the sectional that lies ahead, I know one thing all three coaches are going to say, we need fan support. Exactly. Uh, get up there. Edinburgh has the home home court advantage, so uh, even more so the lady senators need you to make the trip up 65 north and, and stop in and, and root them on for a, for a big win. You can't play Friday night if you don't win Tuesday, so they need that. And, again, we wish you luck and all the ladies luck. And, uh, Coach, hopefully we'll have you back in here next week as we prepare for a regional. That'd be awesome. All right. Thank you. So that's Coach Darren Russell. We got uh, Coach Jerry Hickey from Salem is going to take his spot in that seat. And uh, we're going to talk to Coach Hickey. The Lady Lions will be traveling to uh, Charlestown. And, And Coach Russell made some history at West Washington. But Coach Hickey, uh, Ryan, has made History at Salem, the first girls basketball team to ever win the Mid-Southern Conference as he sits down in the chair here. Coach, congratulations on that. That conference is a bear every year. Uh, what's that mean to you to, to know that you this team, this group that you have this year, is the first team to ever do that? Well, it means a lot. Um, that was one of our goals starting at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, We take them out the first practice and we look up at the board with no numbers up there and say uh, it's time to get some numbers on that board and so we we talked about it i have the girls write down goals uh at the beginning of every season and turn those in and uh i would guess out of 24 of them probably 20 of them had win the conference as awesome. one of our team goals and so to go ahead and do that uh nine and oh we're we're 17 and one over the last two years in conference mm-hmm. so our only loss being to north harrison last year who was one of the best teams in 4a and um, you know, when you can do that, and anytime you can check a goal off your list, you're pleased and know you're doing something right. Well, and, and coach, when you think about that, it, there's been some years even when the Mid Southern Conference wasn't what it is this year. So not only did you win it, you won it, in my opinion, in, in one of the strongest years. This is as deep as the conference has been, and Eastern could have won the conference. Donna Cheatham at Scottsburg has a really nice team. Uh, Brownstown is always Brownstown, so it's North Harrison. You, you know, here I've mentioned four teams and they hadn't even mentioned them yet. Right. So you guys uh, did it on a year when. Uh, the, the the chart was pretty deep. Yeah, we when we knew going into the North Harrison game that I believe they had won 36 straight conference games at that time, um, and we kind of felt like if we didn't beat them there that night, that Lily Hatton would go all four years without ever losing a conference game. Mm. And you know we we talked about that, and um, we were fortunate enough to get the win that night in a tough overtime game, and then we played them about two weeks later, and. Uh, mm. And said, let's go in and make sure everybody understands that's not a fluke. And you know, <laughs> so, again, we played a good game and we're able to beat them for the second time. Um, we talk about just the sectional draw. Everybody says, well, who do you hope for? Who do you want to draw on? 
and you go through our sectional, which is basically our conference, and you don't want to play anybody. You know, <laughs> say, well, I don't want to play this team. Well, I don't want to play this team. Well, I don't want to play this team. And pretty soon you've gone through the other five teams, you don't want to play any of them. So we've got a lot of respect for, for the teams and the players, and but probably even more than anything, the coaches in the Mid-Southern Conference are just outstanding. Mm-hmm. Well, in this, you you talked about the sectional coach. To, it's a mini uh, conference tournament here. As you as you start the sectional, it's almost like you got to play these teams that you're familiar with and that know you as well as you know yourselves. And uh, man, it's just not going to be an easy task this week. Yeah, it's not. And when you're the favorite, it's even harder. Um, you know, you've got the uh, the pressure of knowing you're going to get everybody's best shot. Um, but it, it's solid. We, we still talking about the conference. I mean. We've got three state championship winning coaches in our conference, mm-hmm. and, and you know another team that's been in the state championship game. So um, it, it's there every night against every team, and the sectionals the same way. Um, they're all going to be close, competitive games, and um, you know, we wanted the buy, but we didn't get that. And so then we draw Corden, who statistically, record-wise, is is probably they have the worst record in the conference, but I think they might have the best coach in the sectional. You know, with Coach Ewell, and so you don't want to see them. But again, you don't want to see anybody. <laughs> now, Coach Russell and I, we us, we were talking about the the pressure last year. They went in, and you could just see the lady senators were carrying that. They were at home with the sectional, and every game they seemed to get a little tighter. What's your, what's your all's what's your read on your girls as, as you prepare here this week for sectional? We're in a much better state mentally this year than we were last year. Um, the noose started to tighten with about three weeks left last year. You know, we, we got up to, I think we got up to our number three ranking and, you know, the, the town was buzzing talking about us and that got to the girls and, um, you know, I'll never talk about our girls without talking about just what sweet kids they are. Mm. And there's not any, any cockiness or anything. And you almost want there to be a little bit. But there's not. And I, they got to a point last year where they were waiting for bad things to happen. Mm-hmm. And you can't be effective basketball players when you're waiting for bad things to happen. And, um, you know, it, it, it popped into our mind. We play Scottsburg in the championship for the third time. And, and they're like, oh, coach, it's hard to beat the same team three times. And I said, girls, you got to look at it on the flip side. We've already beaten them twice. You know? <laughs> Would you rather be the team that's 2-0 and or the team that's 0-2? Right. But, but they, they don't see that. And so um, – you know, we had a we had several days last year where we didn't practice. We played dodgeball and, and we did some fun things to relieve stress. And uh, this year it's been different. Um, probably more pressure on us this year. Otherwise, other than the fact we're not at home, but uh, you know we're up to number two in the state again. That's where we spent the majority of the year. And um, there's there's some picks that have us going a long way in the tournament. And we've kind of tried to keep that from the girls a little bit and say, hey, just go play your game, just mm-hmm. go do your thing. So. Um, we knew it was going to be – tension was going to start to grow, and uh, I was talking to one of our parents about it, and uh, one of her friends is in coaching, and she sent me uh, a devotional book, Scripture for the Teenage Athlete. And uh, so I, I looked through and pulled out some pages and some different things about dealing with anxiety and um, that had some some um, scripture, some biblical verses with it. And um, we uh, sent that home with them tonight, and – said, hey, you know, obviously this is your choice to look at this, but this is something that could help. And um, just before you go to bed tonight, read through these couple pages, and, and I think it can really put you at ease. So I think just being able to sit and talk about it. We sat in our locker room for about 40 minutes t- tonight as a team and just talked about the year and 
what it's meant to us, mm. um, what it's going to look like tomorrow, the atmosphere at, down at Charlestown, and just to, to mentally prepare them. And I think sometimes that's more important than being physically prepared. Um, I go back to 2015 a lot when we were we were the seventh best team in the sectional, you know, and we get to the championship game and we talked about before the game, you've got to be prepared for everything. You know, if we get up 10, if we get down 10, and so we get down 8-0 and we call timeout and we bring the girls over and I looked at them and smiled and said, hey, we, we've already been here. We thought about this moment. You know, you can't worry about being down 8-0. And, um, and it just, you could see the look in their face was like, yeah, we're okay. Mm-hmm. And came back out, hit the next shot, went on a run, and we never trailed again. So I think that's really important. And uh, we've got a group of girls that believe in that. And so I think we're in a lot better place this year than we were a year ago. And last year, it seems like yesterday, Coach, when we were sitting in the media room there at Charlestown after the loss in regional. And, uh, you know, as a member of the media, you get to know these kids and you follow them from the time they're knee-high to a grasshopper. And, and I remember my heart breaking as Jamie sat there, tearful Jamie was crying, and, and, and Mike was very emotional about not getting to play with Jamie anymore and seeing that great season come to an end. Did you Have you had a conversation with Mike about about that and how that felt and and – now it's time to maybe turn it up a notch. We, we haven't, and more than anything, I'm just trying to keep them loose. And, <laughs> and you know, I don't really want those thoughts going through right. head much. Um, Hope and I talked about it a little bit today. I could see um, seventh period; it was just me and her, and and I could see it was wearing on her. And she said, "You know, oh, this is such a stressful time of the year." And um, we just we keep talking about the journey, and you know, I said, "Hope we're we're 19 and three. You know, we're number two in the state. We've had <laughs> the best four months of basketball right. anybody could could hope for." And I said, "This week doesn't define us. If if we win it, it's it's not going to change the last four months, and if we lose, it's not going to change the last four months. We've been on a four month long journey that that has been as much fun as any I can ever remember, and." You know, 20 years from now, we're going to remember that, and we're not going to remember just playing Corden tomorrow night. It's going to be the whole four-month-long journey. The the summer, um, all the bus rides to Indianapolis, you know, those are the things and, and the friendships that, mm. that they have. So uh, we talked about it, you know, 20 minutes ago, just the fact that you don't get a chance to be a part of teams where there's no animosity. There's, you know, there's no – our girls don't bicker. They don't argue. It's, it's just a, a great environment right now. And, uh, and I th- hope that that spills over on the court. Awesome. Co- Ryan, you got anything for Coach? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> you, you mentioned uh, North Harrison, that first game with North Harrison. Um, everybody, like you said in the beginning, you guys all set down your goals or your plans for this season and um, what you wanted to do. You wanted to win conference. And at what point in the season was it the, North, was it the first or second North Harrison game that you – that was kind of the turning point where you really saw, hey, I really have, we really have something special in front of us here. Um, I, honestly, it was probably the summer. Um, I think we went up to Indy and we played Warren Central and Brownsburg and um, Avon and just all these big schools. And we went down and played the best in Kentucky. And, you know, I, we, I don't even know our record. We lost three games. We lost one up in Indy, which was um, tied for the best record up there. And, uh, so I think, you know, we beat Ben Davis, the, the biggest school in the state. And uh, and I think that is when we really kind of got rolling and, and got to thinking, hey, we, we really have something special. Because we knew coming off last year being 22-5 and five and, um, you know, only losing Jamie one senior, we knew we had a chance to do some good things. 
but I, I don't think it really hit home until we started having success against those teams. And so we came into the year with high expectations, but, but the North Harrison was a big one because it was that monkey off the back. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think as a coach, I was one in five uh, against them going into that game. And <laughs> so that was a team we'd always struggled mm-hmm. to beat. So I think it, you know, anytime you can beat somebody like Lily Hatton, you can you can say okay we we can really play with the big boys and so as far as in season I'd say that was probably the biggest one. Yeah, hey, and coach, I know everywhere I go, people ask me if I know anything. So I'm sure you're hearing it everywhere you go. Uh, do you have a leg to stand on, so to speak? <laughs> Everybody is worried about Leah Miller's uh, foot. Can you give us an update on where she is as you guys? Head into this week? Yeah, I can give you the best I know. Um, you know, it's been two weeks since Leah went down. Um, she hasn't played. Um, we've done enough with her the last week to to make sure she had practices in um, from IHSAA's standpoint. Um, she hit the bike a lot last week. The doctor told her to get out of the boot and off the crutches early because he said if, if, you, don't, if you don't do that, you don't have a chance to play this year. Um, she... Uh, she went through a practice on Friday. It was no contact, no lateral movement, straight up and down the court. Um, but she was able to, to go pretty hard. And then I saw her on Saturday. She came in to ride the bike again and uh, said she had no lingering effects. Mm. So we she did everything everyone else did tonight, but it was a real kind of a walkthrough practice, you know, some ball handling and shooting, and she was able to go. Um, she'll play tomorrow night. We won't know the effectiveness until the first minute she's out there. Right. You know, I, I think people think we're, we're we're trying to fly under the radar, <laughs> but honestly, we we don't know. I just told Kendall in there that um, she could play. There's a chance she could play, and nobody would ever know she was hurt. But there's a chance she could go out there, and two minutes in, she could come right back out and not go back in the game. Uh, we were really hoping for that bye to get her a few more days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's tough, and we knew if there was any chance for her to be out there, she would be. It's just that her her lateral movement, her quickness, her speed are her biggest assets. So that's what's really going to prove you know, wh- whether she's able to go tomorrow night. You guys picked up an 11-point win over Corden early in the year. Uh, what, what from that game are, are you carrying over? Uh, or, or more appropriately, I guess, to ask is what were some of the keys to that win and what do you expect uh, Coach Uhl to do as far as adjustments for you guys this time around? Uh, we expect Leah was really hot that game, um, especially in the first half. She had 20 at the half. Wow. And uh, he came out in the second half, and uh, he had a girl basically face guard her and try to take her out of the game. So we kind of expect that they'll do that from the get-go, from the tip tomorrow night. So we've been working against that. Um, you know, Coach Uhl's got a strategy that's proven over the time. And so um, I, I don't think they're going to change a lot. I think they're going to do what they do. And uh, it was a six-point game with four minutes to go, I think, the first time we played them. And that was at home. So obviously we're in neutral court. Uh, we didn't have Mac, so we think that, that that'll help us a lot, um, having her back. And uh, our bench has really come along in these last couple weeks without Leah. So we feel like we can go a little deeper and, and keep the pressure on them and maybe wear them down a little bit more than we were the first time. So it, it's going to be close. I mean, you know, they're, they've got a lot of good players. And like I said, maybe the best coach in the sectional. So it's, it, we know it's, it's going to be a battle all the way through. Yeah, and we speak to Coach Ull's ability because I know when some of his upperclassmen were in middle school, they just they weren't very good. I, I remember seeing some some pretty lopsided victories down at Eastern, where where the Eastern middle school team beat up on them, and here they are, 
a few years later and and you know they gave you you all a handful and they, they, you know their record doesn't show it but they've been competitive in a lot of games yeah and, and what he does you know it's like that line from remember the titans it's like novocaine it always works give it time it always works <laughs> and, and that's 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 kind of what it is i mean he's he knows the game of basketball as well as anybody you'll find and um, their stuff's good. Coach Shane at Silver Creek and I talk all the time to beat Corden. You've, you've got to make them be basketball players. You can't let them run the stuff they want to run. And um, so we're hoping that our press can make them have to be basketball players tomorrow night. Uh, Leah was real hot the first game, but Cammy Schmidt was real hot for them the first game. And so, you know, they kind of balanced each other out. And uh, at times we didn't shoot well, at times they didn't shoot well. So it, it's, I figure it'll be very similar to that first game. Now, obviously, you guys are going to take it one game at a time, so kind of give us a look at the other teams in the sectional. Who who do you expect to really make a run at at, at winning that sectional down in Charlestown? Um, in Charlestown, Brownstown in the first game tomorrow night. And, uh, you know, I, I think Brownstown's probably a little bit stronger, a little bit deeper um, than Charlestown. Their inside game, I think, can give them some problems. But Charlestown's got home court advantage, and there's something to be said about that. Um and then, you know, the winner gets Scottsburg, who has had a great season. Um, you know, we had Scottsburg down 18 and end up winning by two mm-hmm. at the end and um, just went into a real lull there where we couldn't score and missed a lot of layups. So uh, that's, that's, a great, that's a great side of the bracket. Um, you know, there's nobody you want to play, but uh, I think Brownstown and Scottsburg have given us the most trouble. And uh, so the fact that they have to play one another to even make it to the finals, you know, if we're fortunate enough to get there, is, is probably a good thing. I think when you're looking at it, you don't want to have to play both of them on the way to, to the championship game. So um, we were fortunate that they, they would have to knock each other out there on the other side of the bracket. I remember a few years back, Coach, when, when Red Huffaker and, and Gunnar Irwin and those guys played on the boys' team in one sectional over at Crawford County. And uh, it wasn't just Crawford County's fans rooting against the Lions. Everybody in the gym turned on Salem. It was really one of the best atmospheres I'd ever been to. And I expect, should you get to Friday night, Saturday night, that's going to be what you're facing is, is everybody's going to be rooting for the underdog. So even a Scottsburg or Brownstown who's not used to being an underdog. Sure, without a doubt. I mean, you know, uh, if, if we do make it to Friday night and um, we would be playing Silver Creek because they got the bye and, uh, we know whoever wins up at that top probably are, are going to be, you know, cheering against us, and it'll be a gym against us. Um, I, you know, I, I, like I said, we're the favorite, but it's not an overwhelming favorite or anything like that. Um, but I think we do have a leg up, having we're undefeated against the rest of the sectional, and so I think people probably want to see us get knocked out. Everybody, everybody always says, "Oh, we want to play the best team, and we want to play in full strength." But you know, when it's time to go to that championship game, I, I think you want to play the team you got the best chance to beat. That's right. That's right. Well, Coach, we wish you uh, wish you well this week. We'll be rooting for the Lady Lions fans. Get down there and root on this team if you haven't seen them play this year. Uh, they're so fun to watch. Such a good group of kids, but they they're also great athletes and great basketball players. So so get down there and support this team and root them on. Uh, the sky's the limit. This is Indiana high school basketball. We know anything can happen. So uh, you just keep keep playing one game at a time, and hopefully you'll you'll have a long run here. Yeah, we, we hope. But I, I stress to everybody that 2015, the Salem Lady Lions were the seventh seed if you seeded them in the sectional. <laughs> and, you know, we beat three teams that had beaten us throughout the year to win it all. That's and, right. Um if they went back and played that sectional 20 more times, it probably wouldn't come out the way it did, but it only takes it only that takes one, one week. one moment. Yep. And most importantly, you want it. the ultimate goal is to win, but 
that's a huge goal. But most importantly, just like in Leah's case, you want you want the health of the players to come in. So um, you win tomorrow night. You get into Friday. Um, you win. Get on to Saturday. You you still want to maintain health, and you want the players to um, not only come out with a trophy, but you want them to come out still um, still healthy and um, looking back at at this sectional, not not the sectional where I where I got another trophy, but that I'm still healthy, that I still yeah. I, I know as a parent of a player who's who's sitting out this season uh, to an injury, you no matter uh, what you think going into the game, you, health is always a sure. key factor. And one of the biggest victories I think now, looking back, is any game that you come out with the same same amount of healthy players as you went into the game. That's a that's yeah. a huge win, and especially this time of the year too. We get talking about uh, we have so many girls that are softball players and multiple sport athletes <laughs> that it always makes me nervous. You know, Bailey, Bailey Hypes is just an outstanding softball player and basketball player, but she went down with what we thought was a knee or, uh, injury a couple weeks ago, and you know, instantly I think, well, you know, she's out for us for two weeks, but if it's bad, she's out for a whole season of softball. And I remember Alex Davidson's senior year. Having that thought, you know, we were struggling towards the end of the season, and I was thinking, "Gosh, we got to get Alex through healthy because she's got softball coming up." And you do, you think, you think about that for the girls beyond just your mm-hmm. season, because they, they, our school counts on them for so many other things as well. Coach, I applaud you for your restraint. Ryan's decked out in his Purdue shirt, and and Coach Hickey hasn't said anything. Coach Russell didn't show as much restraint as far as that goes, but uh, we thank you for sitting next to that propaganda over there and not saying anything again. We catch a break. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things when you've had enough humble pie from the Hoosiers, you just you, you just got to be full on it and be quiet. Right? You know, had enough humble pie that my mouth can't say much. Night. So, I, yeah, there you go. That's what I All right, there. Well, Hey, way to bail yourself out. But anyway, Coach, we wish you luck. We hope the Lion fans go down in, in droves to support you. That that venue is super for high school basketball. Last year when you all ran out of tunnel at regional, uh, they're sitting on, on press row. The hair stood up on my arm. So uh, just get out and, and enjoy Hoosier hysteria. Ignore the polar vortex because it's going to be nice and toasty in these gyms as right. sectional play gets underway. So we'll get Coach out of here so he can enjoy the rest of his night. Super Bowl prediction. Oh, I hope it's the Rams. But I, I would, if, if Tom Brady were playing in the sectional, I'd probably pick him. I mean, not a fan, but the guy just wins. So uh, if I had to bet money, I'd bet on the Patriots, but I'll sure cheer hard for the Rams. Yeah, we can't have a gold argument anymore because, uh, in my opinion, it's over. Yeah. I mean, oh, nine yeah. Super Bowls, and he's probably going to win his sixth I here. Was, I was watching at my friend's house, and when they were down on propaganda, that last drive. Propaganda. I just looked at my friend and said, if he scores here, anybody that ever argues he's not the greatest of right. all time just loses their argument from the beginning. And, of course, he drove them straight down and won the game. Absolutely. So, yeah, well, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Coach, thank you. That was Coach Jerry Hickey with the Lady Lions, the Mid-Southern Conference champion Lady Lions, uh, I, I might add. Undefeated Mid-Southern Conference champ. So uh, we wish him well as they travel to uh, – Charlestown this week to play in that 3A sectional. Uh, the good news is North Harrison has 4A for another year, so they're not one of the teams that uh, Salem will have to get past 
And now we bring in our third coach of the night. We got uh, a little bit of Salem flavor. I know he's wearing a purple and gold. He's not really, but uh, he, he does inside as hard as purple and gold. He's got his purple on. Uh, Kendall Martin, uh, one of the uh, coaches for the Lady Musketeers. Kendall, uh, welcome. I know you guys are excited because you don't have to travel this week. You get to get that home cooking as you uh, prepare for sectional. Are you are the, you and the, the girls excited about hosting this year? Yes, I think with the new gym and kind of everything that we've done with the main gym, it's it's pretty exciting that we get to host it this year. Uh, for you guys, I, I, we talked with Coach McBride before the season started, you know, uh, about people were saying you guys were going to have a rebuilding year, and here we are. As we look on to February, you got 17 wins, uh, six losses. I, I don't know that anybody outside your program uh, could have seen that coming, that you guys, with what you've lost over the last couple years, could could maintain and win at that same level. Uh, were you all really that confident going in that, that this could be another special year? Um, absolutely. I mean, we have to always go in with, you know, set our standards high. But, I mean, last year we – the that sophomore group that we have now really didn't have to play we had enough players that you know we didn't really have to have a rotation where they got a lot of minutes but some of them did and now this year you know they played another year together down at the JV level and now they're just getting more comfortable and kind of learning you know their roles and where they're at so far now now you guys open sectional play on the 30th that that'll be Wednesday night yes Wednesday night, Wednesday night against Providence are you all the only game that night no there's two games two first games game Paoli and um, Henryville. Henryville play after. Yes. All right. So Providence, you, you, the Lady Pioneers, that that sometimes has been the sectional championship. Uh, tell us a little bit about that matchup. What are you expecting out of the Lady Pioneers this time around? Um, kind of, kind of what we got last year. You know, they're gonna they're gonna stick to their game plan. They're gonna change defenses up, defenses up just to kind of you know keep us out of rhythm. But we expect them to come out, compete hard, and uh, you know do exactly what they're supposed to do and try to win a basketball game. So you beat them by 23 in the regular season. What will you remember? What did you do well in that game? What do you expect Providence to do adjustment-wise to to close in the gap? Um, we, do, we we took care of the ball very well, and that kind of starts with everybody in any game. You know, you have to be able to take care of the ball. And with their 1-3-1, we kind of broke it down. And, you know, we struggled. We have struggled sometimes against the 1-3-1, and especially when it extends. But um, – I expect them to come out again and, like I said, change defensive up, change defenses up, kind of keep us out of rhythm, and we've just got to take care of the basketball. How are the girls going into this week? Are they loose? Or are they, you know, can you get a read on them? Um, I mean, just they're, I think they're pretty loose. They're young. They're just out there to have fun and ready to come out and compete and play basketball. All right. We see you. They, you know, you lost to Silver Creek, and I, I remember hearing some uh, Coach McBride's comments after that game. He, he wasn't happy at all with the effort. And then you regroup and, and really uh, with big wins over Paoli and Henryville. Do, do you feel like you got the ship righted after that loss to Silver Creek? Yeah. I mean, we kind of talked about, you know, the, the hardest few weeks of the season is usually the last couple weeks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a grind. And that's kind of what we talked about today. Is, you know, we got to enjoy the grind. We, potentially going to have, you know, three games in four days coming up, and you just got to enjoy that grind and be persistent in what we do and continue to fight and just do it together. That's the main thing, you know. Play together, play for each other, and enjoy kind of not what everybody has an opportunity to do. 
Now, you guys take on Providence. Talk about some other teams in that sectional who could, obviously, Crawford County is going to be one of those teams that could 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 possibly give you guys a run for it. I mean, going in, you're at home. I, I think most people would say you all are the favorite, uh, and, and it'd be crazy not to. I'd argue with you. I know Coach Speak could say, well, wait a minute, not so fast. But but I think most people would call you all the favorites. But but who are talk about some of the other teams that are going to – give you guys a run for that sectional i mean again we'll just start off with game one in providence i mean they're they're solid from top to bottom they've got um bosing who's a really good athlete and she's going to be hard to stop but i mean after that i know we just played paoli but they played without rice so that's another team and honestly i mean anybody can win on any given day it's just you know and then you kind of mentioned earlier crawford you know they've been on a 16 i think it was 16 17 game win streak so they're playing well at the right time so you know, I mean, the top four are, you know, it's going to be a battle with that. And then, again, you, you play the game to, you know, win. So I wouldn't put it past anybody to come out and maybe pull an upset. or You never know. That's why you play. Coach McBride over the years has really hung his hat on defense. Uh, there against Paoli, you guys had held them to 11 points midway through the third quarter. Uh, and, then, and then you your last game of the season, you only allow 30 to Henryville. Uh, is the team where you guys want it to be defensively at this point of the season? Yes, uh, definitely for sure. I know kind of the two games we even lost, you know, we held teams of, to the two teams to 37 points, mm-hmm. which is kind of, you know, we weren't making some shots. We weren't focused offensively, and it kind of showed. But, yeah, the defense is always, you know, the backbone of the team, and we continue to work on it daily and, you know, just talking, rotating, and just doing the things we need to do to – again, win a basketball game, and I think the girls understand what we need to do, and we're going to come out with the same game plan as we always have, is play good defense. It helps our offense, and it's going to play hard. I was talking to Coach Hickey about a Salem boys team that uh, played over at Crawford County one night in a sectional championship and had uh, three quarters of the gym rooting against them. I think somebody, were you on, weren't you on that team? Yes, I won't forget that. That was, <laughs> that was a lot of fun to play in. So you guys are at home, but I would imagine if you can get past Wednesday night and get into that semifinal and the championship, you're gonna, the Lady Musketeers are going to be facing kind of the same thing, especially that Friday night where any of those other three teams feel like if we could get Eastern out of this tournament, uh, we got a shot. So do you prepare the girls for that? Do you talk at all about the atmosphere, that, especially for the girls that maybe didn't play as much and this will be their first time in that kind of uh, environment? Right. I mean, I think they understand. We were all around it last year, and we dealt with the same thing last year. You know, even though some of the younger girls maybe not a, maybe not got game time, but they were out there, they experienced it, and you know, I think it, it does have some play into you know some kind sometimes emotion in this and that. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to focus on one thing and kind of block that out, even though it's easier said than done. Now we're gonna. I want to brag up Coach McBride a little bit. Uh, when I remember his first year at Eastern, he replaced, uh, you know, he came in, they had won four games. And, you know, he comes in in his first year with really basically the same team. And, and you know, they win nine games in his first year. And, and I remember early in the year they played Mitchell, a very good – Mitchell was very good that year. Uh, and they didn't beat Mitchell, but you just seen a difference. And it was like there's something about this coach, Coach McBride. What's it like to, to work with a guy who – I tell people he's forgotten more about basketball than most people know. Uh, what have you learned and gleaned from him over the years, Kendall, working for a guy like um, that? Kind of just what we talked about today with the with the girls, persistence. You know, you you come every day, come in every day, you work hard, you do what you're supposed to do, and 
I mean, there's I've probably forgotten more things than I've learned from him already because it's just so <laughs> much. And uh, again, I I thank him all the time for just giving me the opportunity to be around him and be a part of the program. You know, it's it's been a lot of fun these four years, and I still am learning learning stuff every day from him. A lot of people don't know Coach McBride was a finalist for a college job with, with Coach Painter up at Purdue. And, you know, Coach Painter got that job. But I know the folks around here are pretty happy that Coach McBride landed where he did. And uh, it, was it your first year at Eastern that you guys won, won the state? Was that? That was my second year. Your second year. Yeah. Uh, uh, first year we got beat Providence at the buzzer. Right, right. At Henryville. I remember that now. Yeah. yeah. So, so, man, just – when you get a taste of that, I remember following you all from the sidelines watching that. And I know as a fan, to get a taste of that, you think, boy, I can't wait to get a chance to do that again. This time of year, do do, do you got to kind of take those thoughts captive so you don't get to thinking about stuff like that too far down the road? I mean, you can never get ahead, but you definitely are thinking, you know, I mean, you take it one game at a time, but really, I think not just one person, but a lot of people are thinking about it. But again, you have to take one game at a time and you kind of have to put in realization of what you have to do one game at a time to get to that spot. So it's definitely there. But at the same time, you know, again, I'm going to say it again, you have to take it one game at a time. Sure. And thinking back on that team, uh, Coach Martin, uh, Isabel, and uh, Isabel Claywell, of course, and, and Kaylee Graves were really, I think, the only two who you have on this year's roster who played in that championship run. And uh, have you seen that their leadership develop? Have they kind of – I know Izzy's always been a quiet leader. She kind of leads by play. But, but you got to have that – But you got to get more vocal. Have you seen that in Isabel especially as the point guard and becoming um, that leader that you guys need her to be? Yeah, she's still sometimes the vocal kind of – I know it's hard for a lot of people to be, you know, vocal when that's not their personality. But she's she's been coming along real well, and she's doing what we ask. And – kind of with a young team it's not just one person we all have to do it together you know there's not that one vocal person that's always going to be out on the court so when you have that I feel like you know it's got to be more of a team effort than just put it on one person and every kind of everybody brings their own little aspect to that whether it is like you said vocal or you know just go out and play I mean so I think we would mesh really well with you know all five six girls that come in that kind of step up and do what they need to do and if they if they're in a spot where they need to lead they'll lead all right uh, uh your seniors on the team who are your seniors Brooklyn Casey Brooklyn Casey she was here earlier in the year we had Brooklyn and Isabel come in and be part of the show I couldn't remember if you had more than one you kind of knew what you were going to get from some of the uh, players that you had coming back. We knew Isabel's going to be Isabel. We knew you were going to get stuff from Crumpton. Crumpton really came on last year. And are, are there any surprises from a coaching standpoint with players that you didn't know what you were going to get that ha- have pleasantly surprised you guys this year? Um, honestly, no. I think you know we've we set the standards high, and the girls have achieved and kind of you know done what we needed needed them to do. Are you content? Or do you do you see yourself being a head coach one of these days somewhere? Is that a desire you have, or, or where are you at as far as your? <laughs> um, I enjoy my time now. I mean, I don't ever put that past me either. I think it would be really fun to be a head coach somewhere someday. But right now, I, I really enjoy what I'm doing. I like the group that we have, and I, you know, the next year's group and a couple of groups after that. They're they're pretty solid. So, I mean, if something comes up, you know, we'll see. But right now, I like it. I like what I'm doing. It's, it's got to be fun playing in a sectional. You know, before you guys won state, when Providence won sectional, they made a run. You guys win sectional, and you win it all. 
Paoli win section and they they get just a a couple possessions away from from going right back to the the field house in Indianapolis. It's got to be fun to play in a sectional that you know whoever comes out of this they have the potential to make a run. Yeah, we've we've talked about it. You know, we don't. I mean, put it on the back burner that three out of the last four years somebody's made at least a run to semi state coming out of our sectional. So you know mm. that's something we don't we don't really look ahead, but we know you know we've got a chance. You know and. We make it out of sectional, and we kind of talked about that earlier past couple of days, is this is the toughest part. Sectional is you play three games in four days and sometimes three games in five days. You know, I mean, that's not a normal week all the time, so it really puts you to the test mentally and physically. Well, Coach, we want to thank you for coming in here tonight and uh, talking about the sectional this week. Just like we encourage Senator fans and Lady Lion fans, uh, Eastern fans, get in that gym in Pekin and pack the house. If and you don't have any excuse because you have the shortest drive, really, <laughs> out of all the teams. You have the shortest drive to come to support your team. <laughs> That's right. The more purple and gold for Pekin in that gym, the less room there is for everybody else the way I see it. So, Paoli's purple and gold. Too. Well, that's why I said the Pekin purple and gold. Color-wise. I think so. I think there's a little difference. Color-blind, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, we encourage you to get out. It's going to be some good basketball there. Uh, man, over the years, uh, I would love to have a highlight reel of some of the, you know, Paoli or uh, Providence Eastern matchups. And, and boys and girls, you know, I was just thinking earlier today about some of those Clay Starrett, uh, uh, I forget the guard he went on to play at Bellarmine, I think, but but they battled back and forth. Benedetti. Uh, and, uh, man, those were just some classic battles. Here we go Wednesday night with another uh, installment of Providence peaking. And not to fast forward, but you still have and you have a lot of history with with Paoli and sure. Eastern. I I remember sitting in the gym on it on one of the one of the craziest endings to um to to a sectional championship game twice. Uh, right. And both teams were Eastern and and Two or three overtime matchup. One of those mm-hmm. years, I remember yes. when Moosty was playing and uh, Sears was playing for Paoli, and mm-hmm. uh, Moosty was the star for Eastern, and uh, it was about nobody wanted to lose that game. And that's what you want this time of year, coaches. Hey, one one team's got to lose, but if you if you lose, at least you know you you gave it all, you left it all out there when the horn sounds. So we hope that doesn't happen for a long way to go. We wish you luck here in the final. Uh, month of the season as you make a run back toward hopefully uh, Banker's life. Uh, Super Bowl week. You, you, are you a football fan? Or you got a prediction? I forgot to ask Coach Russell. Uh, we'll get his prediction and I'll post it. Um, huge football fan. Hopefully the Rams win. I mean, you guys kind of talked about it earlier. You can't really argue with Brady. <laughs> but we need to see him lose another one. Yeah. I'd argue with greatness, but you'd sure like to see it happen. <laughs> well, especially when you see uh, the what was he saying in the in the clip? Uh, here we're, we, still, we're yeah. still here. We're still here. Yeah, yeah. Mic drop everything. It's like you want to root for him because he is the greatest. But it, when you see things like that, it's like, oh, I hope the Rams win. <laughs> and to bring up a Star Wars pun, it, he's like the Darth Vader out there. Yes, he's the he's the greatest Jedi. But man, you just you, now you see, want to see him. 
I don't know. Greg's a Star Wars fan. I'm going to disagree with that because I love. I know Darth is the bad guy, but I love Darth Vader. I can't. I can't say the same thing about Tom Brady. <laughs> right. I was thinking Job of the Hutt or somebody. <laughs> oh, that would be Bill and Chuck. Probably would be more the the uh, Job of the Hutt. But uh, anyway, Coach, we'll let you get out of here. Thanks for coming in. Uh, I just want to remind our, our listeners, a busy week. Every night this week as we lead up to Super Row, uh, we got a, a special show. It's called Seven Days to Sunday, WSLM 97.9, every night at 11. It's a little bit about the Super Bowl, and that'll, that'll happen all week, every night. Uh, and then the Super Bowl right here, if, if you're out and about, if you're home, want to hear it on the radio, turn it in, on to 97.9 WSLM, and uh, pregame coverage starts at 2 and then, uh, and then the game itself kicks off uh, a little bit after six, somewhere around there. So, t- so tune in and listen to the Super Bowl pregame. Uh, girls sectional basketball will be right here on WSLM Tuesday night uh, from Charlestown. So we hope you can make the trip. But if you can't, tune it into the radio here and and hear the call of the Lady Lions making their run. And and as the teams. Uh, hopefully advance Eastern and and uh, West Washington hopefully advance there will be more announcements about how those games may be broadcast so we'll be coming at you from there uh, it's going to be a fun week Ryan are you going to get to get out and see any of the girls sectionals you know I don't I don't try to get out in the uh, in the early rounds but um, it'd be great to have the toss-up actually no I won't be able to see any of the games because uh, Saturday I'll be going up to watch uh, the Anderson Lady Ravens play so uh, so I won't get to catch any of the any of the live action outside of the um, radio broadcast and the in the streaming uh, games but uh, I'll be rooting for all three of them and any of those any of our listeners who've just been listening wanting to catch the the Pacers game we are going to be joining the Pacers game they're hosting the golden state warriors and tonight's going hopefully they're going to be playing an inspired game uh, tonight um tonight is the um, together for vic game it's a gold out up at banker's life and um victor oladipo did go through successful knee surgery today mm-hmm. and he is expected to have a full recovery so our thoughts and prayers are are with him and his family and um the entire pacer nation is there uh, uh regrouping to um get back the rest of this season to to play for him and they were on a um on a, a good roll so far hopefully uh uh hopefully they can keep playing inspired and uh catch golden state off guard and uh, come out with the w tonight yeah golden state hasn't quite achieved uh patriot hatred status but they're getting there you know a couple more championships and we'll be rooting against them like we do i already do uh root against them like we do the patriots the blair uh wasn't here tonight he couldn't defend his uh golden boy tom brady and, and that's okay uh blair's a michigan fan and uh, he's not a patriot fan per se but he he sure we have listened to more ryan more uh brady guff over the last month than than we care to so uh, maybe it was uh i hate the blair's feeling under the weather but we certainly got a break from the the brady praise that we normally get here well he's just well tom is just lucky that um that the refs blew a call last <laughs> week um he would have been playing a, a quarterback that has more experience beating tom brady than anybody else and that's drew Brees. Uh, boiler up by the way uh 
Well, this is appropriate to say that on WSLM. It is the home of the Hoosiers and the Boilermakers. So, uh, Greg, he, he's wearing his IU colors tonight, but he, he did have a, a Purdue shirt on after they beat IU, and he got some, some death stares around town, he said. So, anyway, thanks for listening. Tune in all week, like I said, 11 o'clock every night, seven days to Sunday. The Super Bowl is on WSLM and lots of girls basketball. We want to thank all three of the coaches for coming in, and we wish all the ladies uh, nothing but luck. And, and Coach Kendall. Martin, uh, one of the assistants down at Eastern, uh, for coming in, and, and Coach McBride had another obligation. So, uh, again, we just wish him luck. Thanks to Blair uh, or uh, Greg, who made us sound good tonight, hopefully. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a great week and uh, stay warm. You've been listening to Kentuckiana Sports Talk on WSLM, 1220 AM and 97.9 FM. Join us next week for more sports talk about local, regional, and national sports. Be sure to call in on the KST Talk Line at 812-883-3401. And between now and then, tweet your comments and questions to KY in Sports Talk or post them on our Facebook page at Kentuckiana Sports Talk. We'll have a question of the week, polls for you, and all the latest news and interviews with local and regional players and coaches. Join George and Blair next week on Kentuckiana Sports Talk.